Rising Champions, a podcast about the mental side of sports, featuring inspirational interviews with young rising athletes about their quest to win their personal championships. Hosted by Dr. Jason Novetsky of Champion Mindset Group, alongside radio personality Kyle Bogie. Well, how about that open? A nice, uh, official, professionally produced open there. Uh, hey, guys, Kyle Bogie here with you, and we got Dr. Jason Novetsky here of the Champion Mindset Group. Uh, looking forward to this project, Doc. Uh, th- this should be really fun. I know uh, the first interview that we have on the podcast is going to be Paige Powers, um, a-, a CrossFit warrior and someone that you personally uh, you know, have really helped mentally j- just kind of work through um, quite a bit over the years as an athlete. But Really looking forward to doing this. Thank you, Kyle. This is exciting for me too. I am super excited to have this happen because every podcast that that I listen to, you know, typically has the high level pro athletes on there, as you know. And uh, while that's great information to get for everybody, I wanted to give a voice to the young athlete. So the athletes that are out there that are working hard, aspiring to accomplish their ultimate goals can listen in and learn from athletes their age that are just like them, that have access to similar resources that they do. uh, So they know that they can accomplish what they want to accomplish too, which we call their personal championships. And so these rising champion, these rising athletes that that we're going to be speaking to uh, are going to give a voice to lots of people all over the, the state and nationally, hopefully at some point as well. And certainly far better athletes than I ever, ever was or ever could potentially be. There's a reason I just retired to golf at this point. You know, I, I don't need no pickup basketball. I don't need to do anything else. Um, with this being the first one, though, we might as well just give a little bit of background. You know, you kind of hit on it a little bit there. But um, specifically with what you do, um, you know, the, the idea behind the Champion Mindset Group and, you know, obviously the podcast as well. How did you kind of, you know, get into this and get to this point? Yeah. So what I do right now is I'm a sport and performance psychology coach. Champion Mindset Group is the business. And what I do is strictly work with athletes that are trying to achieve their personal championships. So whatever those might be, that's what I'm trying to help them do. So, but I do that from the mental standpoint. So all these athletes have physical coaches, but a lot of them do not have mental coaches. So we work on things like understanding what pressure is, uh, being more mentally prepared, staying focused in the present moment, uh, learning how to deal with adversity and having plans for that. Uh, We help them set process focused goals. Uh, One big thing we'll talk about a lot with these athletes is the idea of uh, creating an identity for yourself. Like what is your brand and are you living up to those standards, your expectations for your behavior uh, as a performing athlete uh, as well. So that's what I do day to day working with the athletes. And the reason I got into this work, Kyle, was I needed it myself, man. I mean, <laughs> I, I was a division one athlete. I was very fortunate to to be a, a tall left-handed pitcher that threw pretty hard in high school and, and got opportunities to play division one athletics. And man, my first year did not go well. Um, in a roundabout way, I ended up at the University of Detroit, which is UDM now, uh, by way of Southern Mississippi. I took a red shirt there, uh, an injury red shirt, ended up at U of D. And man, when you start facing Division I players uh, all through the lineup, that's a whole nother ball game than playing high school baseball. So it's humbling, sh- isn't it? It, it was very <laughs> humbling. I was uh, shell-shocked, uh, literally and figuratively. Uh, balls are flying out of the yard left and right. And uh, I went two and eight as a starting pitcher. 
my, my red shirt freshman year, I set the school record for crying out loud for losses as a starter. Uh, that is not the record you want to have, right? So, I, and I was really frustrated because I hadn't lost eight games combined in high school. So, I didn't know what that kind of losing felt like. So, I was asking everybody, what is going on? Do I need to throw harder? Do I need to add another pitch? You know, what's the deal? There's got to be some trick here that I'm not figuring out. Um, so, I finally was handed the book, The Mental Game of Baseball. And, and at first, I was very reluctant to read it because it was admitting something was wrong. You know, there was that stigma. You know, nobody was talking about the mental game in 1989. So, uh, once I started picking up that book and reading it by Harvey Dorfman, uh, kind of the pioneer in, in mental skills in baseball, uh, things started to change for me pretty quickly. I started to learn how to develop routines, how to use better self-talk, how to visualize and concentrate and, and stay in the moment. And man, things turned around pretty quickly because next season I went nine and three as a starter and set the school record for wins. And the funny story about that is I didn't change anything physically. I was the same guy. I didn't really add any strength. I didn't add any velocity to my fastball. I didn't add a new pitch. It was all in my mind. So once I, I started working on that hard, I knew there was something to that. So I went ahead and changed my major, got into psychology. I wanted to learn how the mind and body work together, went on to get all my advanced degrees, and several years later, Champion Mindset Group was born. So, you know, it, it, it's impressive because – I think it's one thing for, you know, an athlete, particularly a, a young athlete, an impressionable, um, you know, athlete to, you know, admit maybe they need to work harder or, you know, they, they need to up the weight training or, you know, whatever it might be. But the conversation about mentality and, you know, maybe you're, you're not mentally strong enough to be mm -hmm. able to handle these moments. No, nobody wants to talk about that. You know, like right. when, when you're a kid, it's just like, oh, no, I got it. No, I'll make those free throws or, you know, I'll handle this. You know, don't, don't you worry about that. So that has to be something, you know, for you where you really have to kind of break through that and get somebody to open up and talk about it. Yeah, it's true because, you know, coaches and I've been a coach and coaches are really good at telling kids to concentrate, focus and bear down and let it go. And athletes look back at coaches like, well, thanks, coach. Obvious. I know that's what I need to do, but but how do I do that? And so that's where I come in. And it's like I teach them how to do that because I lived it you know, on the field. And then I learned about it in the classroom and, and put my experiences as a competitive athlete and an academic uh, together so I can actually educate kids on those mental skills because they're skills that can be learned. And, you know, going back to your question, like, you know, so you either have it or you don't. Well, I believe you, you can learn it. And I, I think the old school thinking, well, some kids have and some kids don't, I just think that's wrong. I think that these are skills that can be developed. And I think we'll learn about that like from Paige from today, you know, she had a certain level of mental skills coming in. Uh, other kids don't have as much, but it can be learned. It's going to take longer from some uh, than others, but these are skill sets that can be developed and cultivated. Now, I, I can speak for me. Obviously, I've been, um, you know, in the, the, the sports media world for over a decade now. And, you know, it's become my profession, not just, you know, what I'm interested in or, or watching. And for me, at least, it changed how I, how I read things, how I watch things, uh, how I absorb, you know, really everything. Because you're, you're, when you're watching it, at least from my perspective, I'm going, okay, well, hmm, what's, that's interesting. I just saw something there. And you're, you might take some notes down or mental, you know, notes, whatever. Did it change for you? Like you're sitting down, I mean, not right now because we're waiting on sports to, to return, mm -hmm. but you know, you, you'll see uh, a relief pitcher, you know, come in key spot, two on, uh, you know, one run lead in the bottom of the eighth or something. 
do you watch that and go, oh, okay, look for triggers almost on how that individual is handling a situation like that? For sure. I mean, I look at a lot of body language. I look at a lot of the player's eyes if I can see them. Um, also, I'm always looking for if they're showing, like let's say in baseball, they're showing that relief pitcher getting warmed up in the pen. Like what's their warm-up look like? Are they focused? Or are they goofing around? And not that everybody has to do it the same because, you know, everybody hunts differently. So, I mean, you know, some guys need to be loose. And so I'm not saying it has to be a cookie-cutter approach, but there are certain signs that you can see if an athlete is prepared and focused and in the present moment and if they're going to have a successful outcome or not based on those those cues yeah so I'm always looking for that you know for me now like you say you watch sports differently I do too it's like a laboratory you know <laughs> I, you know I, I don't sit down just to root for a team anymore I'm really trying to learn something as I'm as I'm watching so I think that's what makes it fun and exciting for me to work with these young athletes well this is just the beginning uh the tip of the iceberg as they may say we have so much that we can cover uh not only um, you know, with, with younger athletes, collegiate athletes, uh, you know, the pros, mm-hmm. uh, we'll certainly, uh, at some point here, get into the, the Michael Jordan documentary. Whoa. Uh, what kind of a competitor is he? So right. a lot that we're going to be doing. Um, we encourage you guys, please. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple. Um, subscribe, uh, download, you know, share, please, uh, give your feedback, rate it. Um, if you can, the rising champions podcast is a part of the champion mindset group. Now, Doc, I'll uh, go ahead and give you um, a- about a minute here as we you know, sure. wait for, for Paige to come on, but should be a great conversation with uh, a young girl who's already accomplished a ton. And-, and it seems like there's way more down the road and somebody that you've worked with personally. Yeah, I'm real excited to have Paige on. She's 17 now. Uh, I knew her when she was 14. Uh, she'll tell her story, but uh, she's a former gymnast turned CrossFitter, uh, one of the top three fittest teenagers on the planet, as you'll hear about. Uh, she currently goes to Utica Eisenhower High School, um, and she's just a delight. I mean, she's uh, very well-spoken for her age. You know, I'm sure she'll be a little nervous being on a podcast, but uh, I think she'll handle herself just well, just like she does on the floor at these events. Fantastic. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get to the interview. I'm, I'm already sore thinking about the CrossFit <laughs> workouts and everything that we're going to be talking about. Uh, we'll get to Paige Powers coming up. All right. Well, Paige, we really appreciate you uh, joining Doc and I here on the Rising Champions podcast as a part of the Champion Mindset group. And, you know, we want to find out a little bit more about your journey. And, and I think that's one of the things that we really want to accomplish here over the next, you know, 15 to 20 minutes. So we'll, we'll start with your story, I guess. You know, you were a gymnast that got to be a little bit too much. And now you've transitioned into this, you know, wonderful, you know, CrossFit athlete. How did that transition yeah. kind of start for you? So, um, it was, I think the end of 2016, um, I dislocated, that was like, um, leading up into my last season of gymnastics and I dislocated my knee and that was like kind of like a freak accident. So I was really struggling to get through that last season and that's, uh, my mom, she, recommended that I go see Jason and um I was like oh I don't know about that like I don't know if I need like a sports psychologist like I didn't know what it was about and stuff and uh and I ended up just like giving him a shot and he like got me through that season I I didn't think I was gonna make it I was like crying every day after practice and I'd get so nervous before I'd, like, go up for, like, a beam routine or a bar routine that I'd be, like, dry heaving over, like, a garbage bin. 
it was really bad. But once I started like working with him, I like that just all went away. And it's that's kind of when I like realized that like the mental training is like just as important as physical training. Um, so um, I kind of like we both kind of knew like I told him before I or like when I first started that I just needed to get through the season and then I was going to be done. And so he got me through. And then um, once I quit gymnastics, I kind of needed like something to keep me moving because I went from like 20 hours a week of practice practice to like nothing, which was hard. Um, so that's how I like got into CrossFit. A couple of my friends that were gymnasts before they were doing it. So I just figured I'd like give it a shot. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember, you know, those days when you first came in Paige and it was difficult. And I think we, yeah. we came to an agreement that, let's just get through this season, like you said. Mm -hmm. So yeah. let's put all of decision-making to the side and, and let's just focus on every day trying to get healthy and, and compete to the best of your ability. And then let's sit down and make a clear-headed decision on what the future might hold. Because uh, yeah. originally, you know, you were, you were really burned out from what I can remember, you know, physically uh, yeah, and mentally. Sure. Your body was burned out for sure after the injury. So uh, I think that was good for you to learn how to put those things aside and mm -hmm. uh, and get through that and you had some success too yeah um, so that was great um, so I'm really curious you know about that transition you made you know once things settled down and you made that decision to get into CrossFit and, and how did you kind of parlay your mental training into CrossFit how did that work for you so I kind of took like almost took a break from mental training once I started because I wasn't really competing that much. But um, once I made it to the CrossFit Games in 2018, that was my first year, um, I kind of knew that, like, there was something missing. So um, I, I kind of just figured, like, it was just, like, training and that I needed to get fitter. So then going into the 2019 CrossFit Games, I was – I think I was kind of – I, I don't want to say I was back where I was in gymnastics because I wasn't really burnt out of the sport, but mentally I was just really struggling with competition. Like the first day of the 2019 CrossFit Games, that was like the worst. I was just, I pretty much mentally gave up. And so I talked with my parents after. And I was like, hey, I think I need to see, go see Dr. Novetsky again because, I mean, I think it helped. And, uh, and then I, yeah, I went to see you and I mean, it's helped so much for like just training too, because one of the things that we like first talked about was like controlling like the controllables and not really worrying about the uncontrollables. Mm -hmm. And that's like something that really helped because I was like always focused on like what the other girls were doing. And that's something that's just out of my control. So now I've just been focusing on myself during training and it's so much better. Yeah. So what, what is the difference, I guess, you know, cause obviously you go from, you know, gymnast to CrossFit and some would say that mentally CrossFit is actually, you know, even more difficult to process and fight through 
when you're dealing with one of those exhausting workouts, I've never done CrossFit. I I don't think I could get through (laughs) one of those. So I guess how much different, you know, is that the mental aspect of it and how much stronger are you now to be able to handle that, you know, maybe as opposed to what the, the gymnastic world brought before? Um, I mean, it is definitely different. Um, it's kind of like a different type of nervous almost like gymnastics. I was more scared that I was just like going to get injured and CrossFit. Mm. It's kind of more like I'm scared of how much the workout is going to (laughs) hurt. Um, (laughs) like with the mental training, like, um, another thing that we kind of like focused on, um, like was just like pushing through and I mean it helps (laughs) because once you get to that like breaking point during a workout it's like hard where you're like all right I kind of want to like ease up but you just know that you have to give it your all and yeah Yeah. and and one thing we talked about was that that breaking point when you get to that point where your body feels like all right there's no more we equated that to like the governor in a car like, you know, the government puts a certain restriction on how fast the car can go and your brain tries to do the same thing. And so yeah. Paige and I talked a lot about like when that feeling kicks in, that's the governor and you have to flip the switch off. You have to take the governor out of the car because there's going to be more in the tank. Yeah. And, and we all have it, but, you know, your brain is always trying to protect you from being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, Paige and I talked a lot about the importance of learning how to be comfortable when you're uncomfortable and, and pushing yeah. through you know, that governor uh, standpoint. So I yeah, think that was it's really- like, you don't, like, you know that it's, if you push through more, that it's, like, it's not going to physically hurt you, but you're just, like, so exhausted. So just, like, knowing to, like, push past, like, your ba- breaking point, like, I mean, it gets you, like, so much further in workouts. And then so much confidence is gained after that because you know you can, you have yeah. more. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Doc, I'd be curious to know, you know, especially working with Paige and, and, you know, everything that you do, how much of the conversation, especially early on, you know, when when Paige says, you know, I I think I need to see Doc and and have a talk and, you know, work through this again, how much of that is, is you getting to know that specific athlete and finding out what makes her go and what makes her trigger and, you know, can get her to that next level? A lot of it. Um, you know, I've known Paige for like three years now. So, you know, when she was going through some really rough times, and I think what happens is when, when athletes like Paige come in and they're at that burnout point, and not every athlete comes in that way, uh, but she's very vulnerable at that point. And so, you know, once you're able to build some rapport and some trust, which I think we did pretty quickly, that uh, it, it kind of opens that window to say, okay, this is what this particular athlete needs. This is how far I can push this particular person because, you know, Paige certainly had a lot of mental toughness coming in. You can't get through 10 years of gymnastics and not have mental toughness on your own. So, you know, she came standard, so to speak, with that. It wasn't an option, like in a car. She she came standard with a lot of mental toughness. So, I just had to be, act like a tour guide and show her around her own head, like, look, it's in there. You've been there. You've done this. Let's just enhance those skills. A little bit more. So we talked a lot about, you know, what is pressure and, and how are you going to focus on it? Are you going to choose to see it as a threat or an opportunity? Uh, she mentioned the concept of, you know, it's, it's a little bit cliche these days, control the controllables, but it's so true. Um, you know, we have to focus on the things we can control. Why, why worry about things that you, 
can have no bearing on. There's no value in wasting your, your mental energy on that. And once she really bought into that way of thinking, I think the sky was the limit for her. And, and just look at her now. I mean, she is world famous. She's uh, the third fittest teen on the planet for crying out loud. I mean, and when she came in three years later after I saw her as a gymnast, I was blown away. She looked amazing. She's incredibly fit and, and she's got the brains to go with it. So, you know, she's a complete package. I'm just so, so proud to be her coach. Paige, talk, talk to us about, about that then, because I, we, I, I am not at least, you know, all that familiar with the CrossFit world. How, how do you get to, you know, your accolades, third fittest teen on earth? And as Doc said, you know, Instagram famous and, and all, how, how do you get to that point? You know, what, what kind of steps did you have to take? So when I first started, um, it was like summer of 2017. And I also started high school swim and dive. So I was kind of like just on and off with it. But um, my friend, Michaela, she went to the CrossFit Games as a teenager in 2017. And I've always been like a super competitive person. So I was like, hey, I, I kind of want to like get to the CrossFit Games too. So pretty much like November 2017, I like I just started ramping up my training. And um, the qualify, qualification process to get there for the teenagers is um, you do the thing called the open and it's a five week long online competition and you get one workout every weekend and you just have to like take a video and then submit your score online. And then they take the top 200 from the open into the age group qualifier, which is a couple months later. And it's pretty much the same thing, except it's only one weekend and five workouts. So you, again, you have to like take a video, submit your scores. And then from that in 2018, they took top 20 teenagers from like each division. And I was in the 14, 15 division at the time. And so that's, that's like how I made it in 2018. And then Everything kind of like switched in 2019, which was a little confusing, but um, now it's like they have, it's pretty, it's pretty much the same like qualification process for the teenagers now, except the open is in October and then our age group qualifier is in like, I think it's in March. So it was just like a couple months ago. And um, so that's like that's for the teenagers. Sorry, it's like so confusing. Um, <laughs> that's okay. So that's like that's the way that you qualify as a teenager, and then like as like an elite individual, you have to do the open, and they take top twenty in the world from that to the CrossFit Games, or you can qualify for these like small uh, competitions all over the world called sanctionals. Um, and if you win a sanctional, you go to the CrossFit games. So it's like teenage and like elite is like completely different. Um, like elite is like best of the best and that they get like titled the fittest on earth. And it's, it's the same for teenagers. Like we're still titled mm -hmm. fittest, like teenager on earth, but, um, obviously like elite is just, it's like everybody. So it's like truly who's the fittest. Um, but 
one of my goals like this year was to make um, an elite sanctional and I ended up making two. So that was pretty awesome. Yeah, so, that's awesome. So yeah. Paige, where do we go from here with this? So, you know, how are we going to keep using your mental and physical skills to uh, take you to the next level? Where, where are you thinking uh, as you're moving on with, with CrossFit and obviously moving into the next level there? Yeah. So this year, since I'm 17, I age out of um, the teenage division. So I'm with the big dogs in the elite division. <laughs> um, so my goal is to qualify through the open and get top 20. Um, if that doesn't happen, then I'm going to start looking at like what sanctionals I can do to um, hopefully win it and then get my ticket from there. Um, and I mean, I've, I've just been like training like as much as I have before. Um, our season this year with coronavirus was canceled. So it's kind of, it gave me like a good opportunity to take these next couple months leading into the open on in October to just focus on training solely for that, which is nice. So, so you took the advantage of this opportunity to have extra time. Yeah. That. That's a great way to look at it. Yeah. Okay. So one last question I might have for you and you know, Kyle jump in if you need to is um, what would you tell other girls your age or even younger, you know, if they're looking to get into CrossFit from the mental and physical standpoint, what advice would you give them, you know, with the experience that you have now? Um, I just say, just do it. Just <laughs> go to, go to your local CrossFit box and, um, hopefully it'll be a good coach there that can kind of guide you through. Um, I, uh, when I started, my coach was programming for me. Um, I just switched to Mayhem Athlete, which is an online program, and anybody can sign up for it. It's it's a great program. So I just say um, to get a good coach to like teach you the movements and stuff, and um, get a good program too. And yeah. Okay, a very important question here, okay? Now, now, be ready for this, and I want you to answer, <laughs> answer this as honestly as you possibly can. Okay. How much does it hurt the next day after doing an extreme CrossFit workout? <laughs> Seriously. Um, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> um, i definitely say, like, the first, like, couple months of, like, when I very first started CrossFit, I was just sore all the time. And then um, back in October when I switched to Mayhem Athlete, it was kind of like the same thing. Like now I have like a soreness cycle almost. <laughs> so it's like Monday I'll be fine. And then like Tuesday I'm sore, Wednesday I'm sore. Yeah. But I mean, it's fun. <laughs> it's <laughs> addicting. It's worth it. Yeah. I mean, you can see it in her, you know, the, you know, the, the progress and the growth she's made. So, so Paige, how, if other people wanted to kind of learn more from you or find you, how would they go about finding you? Is it in social media? Is it any other place they can find you? Yeah. Um, my Instagram is underscore page underscore powers. And I pretty much answer all my DMs. So feel okay. free to hit me up there. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Um, yeah. I know you got a pretty big following already. <laughs> all right well well Paige uh best of luck uh, we really appreciate the time um you know I know 
lean on Doc, of course, uh, moving forward anytime you need, uh, you know, to get mentally through. But we look forward to watching uh, your progress and appreciate you being on the Rising Champions podcast. Thanks for having me. Great to see you, Paige. You too. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Rising Champions podcast. Please subscribe and join us again next week for another episode. 